0: little buckaroo. do you like animals we sure do so come on down to the weekly meeting of the animal fan club cuckoo
1: cuckoo the cuckoo clock is proclaiming that it's creature o'clock so ring that buzzer it sounds like a lion roar
0: Rawr.
1: And open the door to join us for the 15th episode of the Animal Fan Club.
0: I'm Flatwerb fanboy Mike.
1: <laughs> I'm have a ball, y'all, Meredith.
0: And what's the buzz, buzz, buzz? It's your long last pal, Brent, the beekeeper here. We meet every week at our clubhouse we like to call the Dalmatian Station. <gasps> to talk about our favorite animals.
1: What we lack in expertise, we make up for an unbridled enthusiasm and childlike wonder. Whoa! So saddle up that miniature horse and hold on tight for the furriest, fin-filled, and feathered podcast in all of the kingdom animalia.
0: That was really great, you guys.
1: That was great. <laughs> Brent, that was probably the best introduction that's ever happened on really? this podcast. Yeah. I just thought all of us.
2: And buzz, 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 buzz.
1: You had that like real like shock jock energy
2: approach <laughs> it's like good
1: morning
2: it's yeah, the, blah, 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 blah. welcome to podcast land yeah it's so good <laughs> are so. we live right now we're live yes. yeah oh, this is live right? Yeah, oh i thought live. this was like behind the scenes she is E. Cool. Oh, no, we're, we're, going. Just, you know,
1: cool. we're just kind of loosely...
0: <laughs>
2: Dalmatian Station is open for business.
1: It sure is.
0: We like to just get right into it. All three of us were saying, oh, I have something to tell you, but I'm going to save it. I have something to right. tell you, but I'm going to save it. Right. So, no, we just jump in here at the Dalmatian Station.
2: May I jump right in and say, A, I've been a long-term fan of your podcast since episode one. Oh, oh. my God. Episode one, I saw this one, Mike, at a nightclub of sorts. Yes. And he was like, I'm doing this new podcast. And I was like, let me listen. And I actually tune in for every episode. I may be a few behind right now. However, I will catch up because I love your podcast. And thank you. For having me.
1: This is great. Thank you so much <laughs> for being such a loyal fan. We need
0: those. We're happy to have you here.
2: Well, listen, I'm not so factually smart. Sometimes I can have my my moments, but um, I will provide any sort of animal facts and stories that I have.
1: I love it. That's perfect. We say this in the opening. The expertise level here is low, but we've got the enthusiasm to make up for it.
2: You sure do. And I, I actually just disagree because what you guys actually fill me in on, I'm like, wow, they have how many? Appendages. That's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. I actually I come for the laughs, but I stay for the facts.
1: Is that a new tagline for
0: us? I think it might be. Yeah. Come for the laughs, stay for the facts. (laughs) We've really got a on that. That's good. And
1: Mike, do you want to share the uh the news that you shared with me earlier this week about how we're doing in the podcast verse?
0: Oh, we're charting. We're like number sixty-eight on the animal charts, which is hilarious because I know exactly how many listeners that we have. Wait a second.
2: There are animal charts? There are
0: charts for animal-themed podcasts. <laughs> Just
2: very specific categories. Yes. I love that. Yes. And your number 68. That's amazing.
1: I mean, 69 would have been funnier, but right. I'll take 68 because right. it is technically better.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Well, congratulations. Thank
0: you. That's huge. um,
1: It was a big moment for me. Yeah, Yeah. it's a
0: lot of excitement. I sent her a screenshot of the email. I think they were trying to sell me like an analytics service, but... Animalytics. Animalytics, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Animalytics. Animalytics. That's good. Podcast (laughs) Animalytics. I love Mm. it. So, Brent and I know each other from the theater world. Mm-hmm. We toured together with Chicago the Musical. Jazz hands. Heard of it. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of it. I played the drums. Brent Huser played Fred Casely, who yes. is the furniture salesman. And oh, yeah. he's engaging in a sort of off the books transaction with Roxy Hart hey, yo. behind her husband's back. Yeah.
2: I play a really good character, like a really nice guy.
0: He offers a reasonable financing plan as well. For sure, as, as one furniture
2: salesman does.
0: So he and Roxy are having this affair, and on Valentine's Day, she shoots him, which is why she gets in trouble. So his death is very central to the theme. And this is our February 11th episode, <gasps> which means that you know, Valentine's season. Oh, God. So what better way to honor that than to have Fred Casey Well, hopefully
2: on. I don't get shot in a few more days here. I'm yeah. trying to hold out. Until the podcast comes out, (laughs) yeah, I'll pray for you,
1: Mike. You're saying a lot of prayers these days.
0: I really am. For me too.
2: Yeah, yeah. Chicago Universe. Yeah, here we are. And I would say we're two people also that started with that show and have gone on to do other things and branch out, like your podcast and your art. Sure. uh, And my pumpkin carving. Your pumpkin carving. That's right. Businesses and things.
1: As somebody who doesn't know what you're talking about, pumpkins, pumpkin, you pumpkin carve.
2: I'm a professional pumpkin carver as well. Are you
1: serious? They
2: call me a master carver, and I. I just kind of go with it because that's what they say. But I carve the likes of Lady Gaga's face, of Beyonce's face. I have an artistic pumpkin residency at the Highline Hotel in Manhattan. Yeah. I'm kind of this odd musical theater kid that carved a pumpkin one day and we took off. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've been doing it for six years professionally now.
1: That is the coolest, strangest thing I've ever heard. So, you encapsulate two things that my dad loved, which oh. was the musical Chicago and carving pumpkins. Yeah.
0: Wow. That is
1: so funny. <laughs> oh my wow. gosh. I've never heard of that, and I'm so glad I know I can say to people now, I know a master pumpkin carver. Could you do, like, a mean, like, animal pumpkin? Like, And yeah. by mean, I mean, like, it could be a mean animal, but, you know, like, well, mean as in, like,
2: awesome. Oh, sure, yeah. Actually, last year, so at the uh, Highland Hotel, we take reservations for, like, an hour block. Uh, you get a bottle of champagne, and I just <gasps> carve whatever you want for you, you know, at your table. And we kind of hang out, we kiki, we carve and whatever, and we sip and sip the bubbles and do the things. But one of my requests was uh, a horse. So I just you know looked up a horse's face, did the thing, and it actually turned out
0: beautiful. Who I... doesn't like to sip the bubbles and do the thing? Yeah. That's <laughs> my first bubbles, question.
2: Sip the do the thing, carb whatever. Just carve a horse.
1: <laughs> this is so fun. Are you going to be doing it next year? Because yeah. I definitely want to do
2: that. Yeah, we are on for season three of Pumpkin Service Bottle Service. So when Halloween comes around, go to at Brent Pumpkins Instagram, and there will be plenty of content for you to look You're at.
1: Brent Pumpkin,
2: mm-hmm, that's me. Ah! <laughs>
1: this is the most exciting thing I've heard in weeks. Hooray. This is great. Yeah, I will definitely be there for awesome. that. That sounds fantastic. Cool. We'll,
2: we'll carve you a, a specific animal, whatever you want.
1: I love it. I carved a Kermit the Frog once. I was very proud of myself. Oh, good. Yeah, I just found a picture online, and I was like, I'm going to do this. Great. He lasted one night before a dog ripped his face
0: out. Oh, no. Are you sure it wasn't a coyote?
1: It might have been a coyote. There were coyotes in Nashville at that time.
0: You can't trust those. There are coyotes in Central Park. That's been covered recently in the Gothamist.
1: Yeah, I was telling my friend Esther about that fact. She's a fellow animal lover um, and whimsical spirit. And she's like, Oh, my band. Because she and her partner have a band. She's like, My partner and I, a song on our album is called Coyotes in Central Park. How
2: did they (laughs) get there? Perfect.
1: Well, we talked about this. I think uh-huh. they traveled down through the New York City park system, like oh. so from up north, like more woodland areas and upstate, and just kind of like migrated down through the parks.
2: That's so random. And I mean, I guess there's plenty of things to eat on the street because they're in essence like stray dogs, right? Stray wolfish things running around, just
1: feral creatures. Yeah, yeah, and it's
0: just crazy that they survive here. I Mind know. blowing. I they know. do come from a different set of circumstances.
1: Wait, is this a? It's a Joni
0: it? Mitchell, "No Regrets," um, Coyote. Yes, I was just
1: saying this. Oh my God, we just you. come from such
0: different sets of circumstance. circumstance. Wow, I'm up I'm, all night in the studio, and you're and up you're early, up
1: early on your ranch.
0: Yeah, I think we should
2: pack this episode with as many Joni references as we can.
1: Oh, I got, That's I like got them locked and loaded. <laughs> okay. I've got them for days. Except it like took me a second. I was like, wait, I know this dearly. What is Mike referring to, Coyote? No it's, regrets, yeah, it's the
0: second. No regrets, Coyote. On the subject of Brent and his pumpkins, he represents something that I really like. And that's a person that does a creative field that also is creative in other ways beyond just their major field. Their life is the life of a creative person as opposed so cool. to the life of just this yeoman that does the one trade or whatever. So I've always respected that about Brent.
2: Thank you. And right back at you because you do the exact same thing. Game-recognized game. Game-recognizing game.
1: We're just a bunch of
2: game birds here. Yeah. You know, you just got to be adaptable like the coyote, I it's guess. So especially in this entertainment industry. Right.
0: Well, I think it's about adaptability, and I think it's also just about doing it. I think it's easy to get ahead of yourself and say, oh, I don't want to do that because I'm not going to be awesome at it. But if you just kind of do it, then you figure out how to do it, and you just get better every time. You know? I tell
2: people it's, it's just about the work. Like, you, you don't have to be the best at anything. You just have to make the steps one day it'll just get better and better and better. So yeah, totally. Do the work.
0: And part of doing the work is enjoying the work as you're doing it, mm. which I think is really tricky. That's something I've struggled with, yeah. but I think all of us have. Yeah.
1: I get it. But yeah,
0: he's from the light side of the force, so. I need, the, some I days. need that
1: light in my life right
0: now. Oh, <laughs> I guess let's just kind of jump into it. What do you guys say?
1: Let's do it. I
0: want to talk about some animals. Yeah, You're in the right place, friend. <laughs> Ready? Okay. Texana, you. Texana, we. Texana, who?
1: Taxana me. Kingdom. Animalia. Darn it, we just love them. Phylum. Chordata. Count the vertebrae one by one.
0: Class.
1: Mammalia. The cool kids on the savannah. Order. Carnivora. They're their own butcher shop. Family. Felidae.
0: Genus.
1: Aseonyx, unmoving nails.
0: Species.
1: Aseonyx, jubitus. She's fast. She's fierce. She's a big old kitty cat. She's a cheetah. It's the cheetah, Ah! (laughs) y'all.
2: Mike, I had no idea we're talking about cheetahs today. Mike, in preparation for this, asked me, do you have any like favorite animals or whatever? I'm like, well, I have two, but... You know, they're nothing like crazy. They're not like a very specific, strange animal from this part of the forest or the ocean. I'm like, I just really like cheetahs and dolphins.
1: That's yeah. so cool. You're talking
2: about cheetahs right now. Yes. Oh my God, spotted for your pleasure.
1: Well, I love a big cat. I really love a big cat. You love
2: all
0: cats.
1: I do love all cats. I really do. But cheetahs are so interesting for many reasons. Can I just ask, why do you love cheetahs? What's, when did it, when did this love begin?
2: I I do. I'm a bit of a cat. Lover, I will say I've had uh, you know props to my parents for putting me up with me as a child and also as a grown man. Uh, I've brought home <laughs> just in general, period. But then also I've brought home several stray cats over the course of my careers being a human. <laughs> I'm that stray cat guy that brings them home. So I
0: love that. specifically
2: to cheetahs. I just think they're really elegant.
0: Mm-hmm. I
2: mean, they're these super fast pretty things out there on the safari and or wherever. It's like safari life, right? Yeah, savannas, Safari's so good, yeah. But I think something about them is very elegant and also they're like killers, man. Like they kind of like eat and kill to survive but like i don't know i just think they're awesome so i'm excited to learn more
1: yeah there's something just very beautiful and elegant about them there's two things that we can kind of get into with that as far as you know their anatomy and mm. what they look like so honestly what i think about cheetahs and being so beautiful i often think about one thing they're kind of lean body shape mm-hmm. then the second thing is those it's almost like they come in with their like own eyeliner oh yeah they've got that fierce like
2: they have the cat eye
1: yeah, they've got a good cat eye, but yeah. also that those tear lines.
2: Oh yeah, around their
1: face, and those are called malar stripes.
2: Okay, I did. Okay, Mallar Boca- stripes.
1: alert. Yes, Mallar
0: stripes. Boop, 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 boop,
1: boop. <laughs> so they're like these tear lines, is what they're called. Yeah. But um, they
2: have them like in the in the middle too. They have them from both sides of their eyes. I think they go yes. down the outside, and then they frame just like around. Like the, again, like they're so elegant and beautiful. It's just. Yet. It's just the world and the universe, or you know, whoever just made these beautiful markings on It's yeah. just like
1: built-in contour, eyeliner, <laughs> Same. hybrid. It's so <laughs> nice. But actually, I think they do serve a purpose. I don't know if this is scientifically proven, but it's theorized that actually to have those dark lines around their eyes is a good way to absorb or kind of help in terms of the bright sunlight, oh. kind of protecting their eyes really? from the harsh sun of oh, okay. the savannah in I
2: Africa. thought maybe just like when they got the meat sweats, it just trickled from... <laughs> You know, from everything they ate on From the all that honey, juicy gazelle meat.
1: eating <laughs> some meat? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think the word is obligate carnivore, Ooh. meaning like they are only eating meat. Yeah. There's no side salad for these right. ladies. No. And gentlemen.
0: And gender fluid felines. Gender fluid cheetahs. Gender fluid
1: felines gffs yeah so we spoke about their speed too so they've got these beautiful bodies including these very long muscular tails and i think i was reading somewhere actually when they're running at speeds of 40 to 70 miles per hour that's
0: crazy. 70
1: miles per hour is like the speed limit through most of Michigan. That's so, that's so fast. I feel like when I'm behind the wheel of a car and I'm going 70, it feels like almost out of
2: control. 75 is like on the highway that, you know, I'm from Ohio. Shout out. Yeah, go Ohio. All Buckeyes.
1: Cincinnati. Where are
2: you? Cincinnati. Uh I was just in Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. Oh my gosh. We played the Taft Theater. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah, which I think we played with Chicago like a decade ago.
0: That's possible. When we were there most recently, it was at the Aronoff. Oh, uh, okay. But the Taft Theater is where their touring shows used to come before yes. they went to the Aronoff. I the saw Aronoff cats at the Taft. The cats full circle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, <laughs> Me? Wow. Me? Wow!
2: Wow. (laughs) I was going to say something really profound, and I think I already lost it.
1: About speed limits in
0: Ohio? Speed limits,
2: yes. Thank you. So, like, when you're on, like, I-90, it's, like, 65, and you're going 70, like, I'm going just fast enough, so, like, an officer probably won't stop me, but, like, 70 is really fast. It's
1: really fast. And these guys are moving it. I heard that when they're moving at these high, high speeds, they can actually use this very muscular tail to kind of help steer them, so like, make, like, quick changes. So, it's like the cheetah steering wheel is their tail.
2: They are mini airplanes then. Yes. <laughs> of the savannah.
1: Exactly. That's what we decided,
2: right? It's not safari, it's a savannah?
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, a I think safari is a trip that you go on, but the savannah oh. is the name of the actual See, desert. See,
2: I told you, I don't know actual terminology. I just like the animals. <laughs> that's
0: why we're here. We're here to like half know terminology okay, cool. and share it with you in a way right. that feels non-judgmental. So yes. a
2: safari is like a journey to the savannah.
0: Yes. Got exactly. it. Safari's a goodie. But you could do safaris in other locations that are not the savannah, I believe. Oh.
1: We'll have to ask a safari expert.
0: It's like cubes and rhomboids. Oh, yes.
1: What?
0: all cubes are rhomboids, but not all rhomboids are cubes.
1: Oh, like all squares are, or all rectangles are squares, but not all squares are rectangles.
0: Or like how all yes. squares are rhombuses, but not all rhombuses are squares.
2: All lemons are limes, but not c- citrus fruit. I don't know. Get your
0: vitamin C. Don't get scurvy.
2: Yeah, exactly. No. Scurvy. <laughs>
0: Have
2: you seen like the incredible like photos, let's say, of like the cheetahs just going at it, like speed-wise going at it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, their front legs will go so far back. They're like almost like under their pelvis, yeah. let's say. Yeah. And back legs are like far forward like ready to just
1: right Go. so they're like cro- like you can actually see a photo of a cheetah like caught in a run it's almost like their front legs are behind where their back legs are and their back legs are crisscrossing mm-hmm. their front legs yeah just uh, it's so insane so say they're going after an antelope which is their prime food source what they do is they run so fast and they get up behind the antelope and trip them oh so they don't like take them down what? they actually just trip them so they like kind of grab or swipe i guess at a hind leg and topple them over, and then they just go right for the throat.
2: So now the, now they're smart yeah. as well. Yeah. That's crazy. Super smart. Then, scheming, even. Those scheming kitties. Scheming. Scheming little kitties.
1: They just go for the jugular, literally, and then eat them up, and then I did <laughs> read after a hunt, a cheetah must rest for a while. <laughs> it takes a lot to run yeah. at 70. Well, wow, then it's going to get the meat
2: sweats too and yeah, you the know meats. the whole thing. Yeah. The <laughs> sleep off the meat sweats.
1: Yes, just got to sleep through
2: it. Wow. Cheetahs are amazing. I would almost say they're kind of like the velociraptor of the savannah, if you will. They kind of feel smart and crafty and like yes. they plot your destruction, you know. Lions can be the similar way, sure. but you know like hunting groups, I think.
1: Right. You know. But even lions, I don't think, are as well adapted. I mean, who am I to say anything bad about a lion? But I still think cheetahs are just this emblem of predatory mastery. Mm-hmm. Where a lion, I mean, lions are fun, but they're not running seventy miles per hour to take down an antelope by tripping them.
2: Do they ever fight each other? Like, does a cheetah ever go after a lion?
1: You know, I'm not sure, and I'm not entirely sure either to what extent they share habitat. Mm. That's actually a really good question. Because then
2: we also got like jaguar, too. Like, I don't know if they live in similar places. Again, I know nothing.
1: I think jaguars, off the top of my head, I think jaguars are more jungle um, dwellers. Because
2: jungle book. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Whereas there aren't really jungle, well, I'm going to take that back. There are jungly regions, I think, of Africa. But I think th- I want to say those are more on the western side, whereas cheetahs, I think, live more north, east, and south wow. in Africa. Interesting.
0: It's fodder for a good spinoff musical from Cats. Instead of jellicle cats, it would be jungle cats. Yes. Oh. And it would Yay. be like the puma singing songs about his puma nature.
1: Yes. Well, wow. cheetahs are related to pumas. Or I think cheetahs are in the puma family. I want to say, I don't know, that I didn't really get much into.
0: But. Sure. Well, what was the family of the? taxonomy? The family taxonomy?
1: is Philidae.
0: Okay. Philidae. Per,
1: per, per. Philidae. So, I don't know. I need to look more into that, but This was funny. The genus Asinonyx, Asinonic means unmoving or Asin, I think is somehow related to a Greek word for unmoving. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? Unmoving? These guys are the fastest land mammals. What do we mean unmoving? And then Onyx, I think was referring to nails. So, The genus of these cheetahs is defined by the fact they don't have retractable claws.
2: Oh, they're just always out.
1: They're always out. But like of all the things that are fun about a cheetah, why did they zero in on the fact that they don't have. You're almost
2: a kitty cat, but those nails, they don't retract. Uh -uh. You get your own. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. You're not allowed to sit with
1: us. (laughs) Right. They're so proud of those unmoving nails. It just is so like, so
2: stupid. I had a cat actually once, it was actually a roommate's cat that couldn't retract his claws, but it was because she was 18 years old. Oh, honey. <laughs> yeah. So she, uh, she was kind of on her, you know, her last her last her year, last you know, legs. her last moments, but yeah. she had like really, she had arthritis because she was old and she couldn't retract her nails anymore. Oh, so that's... she just clunk, clunk, clunk. Ooh. So maybe she switched uh, classes of animals or species <laughs> or whatever. Totally,
0: yeah. She became an acinonyx. It's something you can say when there's like really clacky nails in a situation. Be like, she's serving asinonix realness, for <laughs>
2: <laughs> day over here. How yeah. dare she?
1: Oh, Philade, Grizzabella. But then quickly, so since we're all Ohio people, I can't not Ooh. get away with not mentioning the Cincinnati Zoo. The Cincinnati Zoo is unique in the world in that they have one of the most, I guess, prolific breeding programs and outreach programs related to cheetahs. Actually, out not too far from where I grew up in a neighboring county, there's a whole cheetah farm. Where they have a lot of land where they can run around. There are
2: coyotes in Manhattan and a cheetah farm in Cincinnati, ladies and gentlemen. In the
1: suburbs of Cincinnati. The more you know. (laughs) Right? It's so crazy. Yeah, so I think through this farm and through this effort, they've given, there have been 59 cheetah cubs birth. And a lot of these cats will go on to act as wildlife ambassadors. So they'll go visit schools and other outreach programs to essentially bring awareness to the species. And just like once kids, you know, see a cheetah up close or any animal up close, I think that instills much more of a sense of care. Mm -hmm. And it's not just this thing that, you know, lives on the other side of the world. but It is something that, you know, I can see up close and I can interact with the the beauty of the cheetah
2: up close for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If all of you do not follow the Cincinnati Zoo on Instagram, it's a fantastic Instagram. Not only do we have hippo superstar Fiona, you can follow the saga of Chris, the cheetah cub, and her doggy companion, Remus. I think he's some sort of terrier. But essentially, Chris was a cub that was born, and I believe she doesn't have a parent figure. And so they brought in this companion dog to keep her company and to kind of help socialize her. And they're like best buds, and they've kind of grown up together, and it's very sweet. You can see them all the time. I think actually the most recent thing on Instagram is Remus and Chris playing with a football in honor of Super Bowl Sunday.
2: That's adorable. Cute,
1: right? I love when
2: random animals are friends.
1: Animal pals. Animal
2: pals. You know like an elephant and a something. It's just like these two odd things I that happen to love each other. Oh, they're so cute. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. yet humans can't get over their own trash. Right? Right? Their own BS.
1: i Mean Chris and Remus out here interspecies besties.
2: Yeah, I'm all for an interspecies friendship generally. I actually just I found uh my way through Google for one second cuz I did not I'm I'm here for the surprises as to what animals and just for the the dad jokes really. Cuz there is a liger, which is a lion and a tiger. Is there like a Chyan? Is there a Lita?
1: A Lita? You know?
2: Oh, so I like a Lita. I Googled it and there's there's some things. I, I, it looks like I see like a leopard and a lion. I don't know. Tune in next time for when we talk about Litas and Chayans. But
0: is there something? Who knows? Comment below.
1: These names are so pretty. Lita. <laughs> Chayan.
0: <laughs> I have something to say about your interest in the cheetah. Do you think it's rooted in perhaps your similar, longer nature? The listeners can't see, but you're six seven, am I yeah, right?
2: I'm yes, you are correct. I'm six seven.
0: I'm six four and a half, so we are Giants yes. among giants. Yeah. We've frequently been in situations where we're standing with another tall person, and it's just a little meeting of the giants. And That's... everyone
2: comments on it around. <laughs>
0: wow, the giants! So am I? Can I come? <laughs> Guy, get out of here. I think of the cheetah as being a very long cat, and kind of having a long, elegant spine and yeah. long limbs mm-hmm. to help it propel across the ground at seventy miles per hour. And I would describe you as having a long torso and long limbs. Do you He's think maybe that's my part of life. your maybe. Like, cheetah energy? Really?
2: I'm just Ugh. attracted to cheetahs because of the narcissism. <laughs> it's
0: like, that's me. <laughs> it's me if I was a cat. I'd be so fast. I do have plenty of spots.
1: Speaking I'd... of spots, yeah? I forgot to say this earlier. So cheetah spots are kind of equivalent to human fingerprints and that cheetahs oh. can be identified by their unique spot patterns.
2: Ooh. That's
1: like me and all of my moles. <laughs>
2: Same. Same. I'm covered in them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say actually, I I do. I mean, maybe there's a similarity, and I thank you for saying that about me. Yeah. Uh, But I I I do love them for that reason. They're they're long and elegant and lean and I try to be all those things. You know.
1: Yeah, you're crushing it. I try. Cheetah power. The Cheetah Girls. Do you remember that Disney show?
2: The Cheetah Girls. Remember the Cheetah Girls with uh, Raven simonier
1: Yes.
2: And there were. Three other girls? I think it was a group of four.
1: I think so. I can't say it's one of those shows I watched a lot, but I do know they were really tapping into that like early 2000s, like Animal Prince. Yeah. For days. Well, yeah. <laughs> they're, you know. they're the
2: cheetah girls and they wear zebra stripes. Right. <laughs> what? Um, maybe, actually, no, I will answer your question. It's not because they're long and lean that I love cheetahs. It's because of the cheetah girls. <laughs> That's what it is. I adore
0: cheetahs. <laughs> All right. We got to the bottom of it. Thought so. I just
2: had
1: to drag it out of you. I but... knew you would.
0: <laughs> See my connection to Cheetahs is with Chester Cheetah, the Cheeto Cheetah.
1: God I love Cheetos too.
0: What how does he speak? What does he
1: He's like real cool. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. I got sunglasses. Cheetos. I'm
1: gonna leave a fine orange powder everywhere I go. <laughs>
2: That's actually probably the second reason. It's Cheetah Girls and then Flamin' Hot Cheetos. <laughs> that's uh, actually why I love Cheetos.
0: I um, saw a billboard up in Bushwick about this new like Cheetos brand puffy, popcorny type experience that's neither Cheeto nor popcorn, but kind of a delicious combination of the two. Sure. And the next day I saw it in the bodega and so I definitely bought it and it's great and now I have a bigger bag that I bought from the grocery store. Oh, <gasps> moving on up.
1: Can we have some? I
0: know. Of course. Yes. I mean, I guess it's time for a break uh,
1: great let's get in those
0: yay cheetahs <laughs> <laughs> Woo! i told him that is not an acacia tree that's a euphorbia you better slow down <laughs>
2: lol some giraffes are so silly Hi, Roberta, the helmet gazelle. ezekiel can you hear that gazelle i sure can't Stefan, let's lean down to get closer Hey there. What did you say?
1: I said, hi. I'm Roberta, the helmet gazelle, and I'm here to tell you about the new brand clubby giraffe helmet, specifically designed to protect the heads of giraffidae from branches, ceilings, ceiling fans, and other hazards that impact the super tall community.
0: Hi Roberta, I'm Stefan, <laughs> and I'm Ezekiel.
1: Cool names!
0: Thanks, you too. That sounds like a great product. Will it protect my sensitive skull from door jams? I'm always running into those. Of
1: course it will!
0: And are their models suited for our cousins, the Okapia?
1: Of course! Brand Clubby is particularly attuned to the needs of Arteodactyla Squad. And even though the Okapia is a shorter day and thus not as susceptible to hazards, we've got their melons covered. There are even special holes for the ossicones.
0: Brand clubby is so forward-thinking. That's an understatement. Hey, Ezekiel, can I talk to you up here? Sure. (laughs) Let's get 12 for our closest friends in the bachelor herd. That sounds like a totally appropriate
2: amount, Stefan. (laughs) Hey, Roberta, we'll take 12 for our closest friends in the bachelor herd. Do you have a financing package?
1: Naturally. Let's get the paperwork started.
0: Pumpkin me. here are some more Sturdy Pet Names. All right, here we are at Sturdy Pet Names. That's yeah. more. So my first Sturdy Pet Name is Wario.
1: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, 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 wow,
0: wow, wow. <laughs> I think that's good for a pet that kind of like looks weird, like it's yeah. like a it's like a gerbil with like something strange about it. You know what I mean? Or like a dog with like a googly eye. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what are you up to, Wario? Like you got yeah. I yeah. Don't, I don't trust you, but I like you.
0: And like a slightly sinister m- demeanor, but generally good. Just occasionally pulls a prank or does sure. some sort of mischief.
2: Or like the heavier sibling of like Mario, right? Like maybe there's just yeah. like
0: the perfect Mario, and then there's like Wario next to him. It's like ah. Screw that dog. Yeah, like Mario the dog, Wario the cat. Boom.
1: Oh, I really Boom. like that combo. Mm-hmm. I think mine is kind of a um, a combination between a sturdy pet name and a stuffed animal memory. I'm just going to go with it because this is the first thing that came to mind. Okay. When I was eight or nine, I broke my collarbone. Okay? Oh, no. Yeah, I fell off my bike, and broke my collarbone, and then... It just seemed kind of like the universe's gift to me, my consolation prize, um, that I won a sweepstakes at PetSmart to win a huge, massive, big dog stuffed animal thing. And he was like bigger than me. PetSmart was right by Walmart. My mom and my brother and I went and picked up this prize I won at PetSmart, shoved him in the back of the car. So my mom had to run into Walmart. So my brother and I are sitting in the car and we're like, what are we going to name him? We named him Bulldozer oh. because that is a big old thing that could take a person out just like this big old big dog could. So Bulldozer is my sturdy pet name. And Bulldozer was actually so big that it wasn't like one of those big stuffed animals you would win at like the amusement park if you got a ring around a bottle right, or something. Right, right, He wasn't cheap. He was not cheaply made. He had wooden planks inside of him to help him like stand up.
2: How many like feet would you say this thing was? Like, Did it stand very high or was it like, standing as a dog should?
1: So say I'm like in tabletop position yes, yes. yoga-wise. It's like he was a little bit bigger than me.
2: Wow. That's that. a sturdy dog. <laughs> it's a sturdy <laughs> stuffed animal.
1: Freaking sturdy dog. And then I remember my friend Amanda wrote this song about him. He's a bed, he's a chair, he's a friend that's always there.
2: Bulldozer and me. <laughs> Aww. He needs his own podcast.
1: I know. I know. And we actually just got him back. We lent him to my cousins. But now that my brother and his fiance are expecting a new baby, Bulldozer is back in our lives. He's not so allowed my... to
2: be around a newborn?
1: No, no, no. He is. He's oh. he's there for the newborn uh, and okay. the, the growing child. So my oh. mom just sent me a picture of Bulldozer. So she's like, look who came home. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, Bulldozer, he's back. I had Bulldozer on the brain and here it's we are.
0: definitely a sturdy pet name. Yeah. And I like how he's sort of brought your life full circle in a way.
1: Yeah, so it was the the um, Big Dog. like the Remember that brand, Big Dog?
0: Yeah, we've talked about this. That was the era of t-shirts where it'd be like the Big Dog t-shirt. Or yeah, like so there'd always be a, like, oh, a yeah. St. Bernard like
1: surfing with like oh, sunglasses. Yeah. Big
2: so, Dog, yeah. So, yeah, yep.
1: Bulldozer is like Big Dog brand.
2: Oh, that was absolutely like my high school days was all Big Dog. Yeah. 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 Lots of Big Dog wearers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can share, it, it's not. A sturdy animal name per se does it have to be like so like Wario's like sturdy and like bulldozers like rah it has to be like that.
0: The segment's called Sturdy Pet Names, but we're very free form here at the Dalmatian Station Eastern Outpost. I'm into that. <laughs>
2: like I said, like I love stray kitties. I have a thing for them, but I lead a very uh, actor life, so I can't always care for them. But I can't put them out in the rain. No, so they just go to my parents. <laughs> I love it. The current reigning kitty cat is uh, Peach which is not really sturdy. It's it's sturdy in its perfect amount of cuteness. It's a very like reliable, cute name, let's say. Yes,
1: it is. I say it's completely sturdy.
2: But she's actually not just Peaches. She's Jessica Peaches Lang. She's just not so stuck up on herself, so she's just Peaches. But actually, Jessica Peaches Lang is... Quite a sturdy name, if that you is ask a great me. Name. I agree. And I always wanted someday to have the next friend. I mean, whenever I can care for these cats myself, mm-hmm. or force more onto my parents. Uh the next one is Marlon Pickles Brando. So I then love I just be Peaches and Pickles. Pickles and Peaches. Pickles and Peaches. Isn't that cute? Peaches. Yeah.
1: This is great. And sturdy.
2: Definitely sturdy.
1: So sturdy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Trace We so I guess let's just recap. We have Wario,
1: Bulldozer,
0: Jessica Peaches Lang. Those are some Sturdy Pet Names. Da-da-da. Pumpkin, moony, Norman Here are some more Sturdy Pet
1: Names. Texana you. Texana we. Texana who?
0: Texana me. Kingdom. Amelia, Obviously, it's an animal. Phylum. Chordata. Spines, spine,
1: spines. Class.
0: Mammalia. Warm, blood, gentle hearts.
1: Order.
0: Artiodactyla, even toad, undulate squad.
1: Family.
0: Day. hashtag Cetacean Nation.
1: Genus.
0: Inia, the river dolphins of South America. Genus. Jeff Renesis, the Amazon river dolphin, also called the pink river dolphin. (laughs) I'm so sorry, I screwed that up
1: there. I, uh, I left my notebook on the floor so I couldn't go through the taxonomy by looking at it. And I was like, oh my God, I don't have it memorized.
0: Oh I know, I get confused too. God. Behind Are... the
1: scenes, everybody, I don't have taxonomic rank memorized.
0: Me neither, but I'm getting closer every <laughs> I'm, time. Yeah, every time. You deliver
2: every single time. That's all that matters.
1: I know, but I read it. So I'm actually not committing it to memory.
0: Oh my Brent, look gosh. at these pictures of the Pink River Dolphin. All I can say about this is, Was that a dolphin sound?
1: That was great. And I like that you backed away from the mic. You really, you know how to work a mic.
2: A, thank you so
0: much for talking about my favorite animals. Uh, I'm very excited about this. And what am I looking at? This is pictures of the Pink River Dolphin, which is the common name for the Amazon River Dolphin.
1: Oh, they are pink.
2: Pink River Dolphin is also my name (laughs) on Grinder. That's crazy. (laughs) It's wild. (laughs) That was pretty good.
1: You you do a good dolphin. Oh, man.
2: I do love them. So <laughs> That dolphin sounded like it was crying for some help.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So they're dark gray when they're newborns, but they turn light gray in adolescence, and then the adults are pink because of repeated abrasions on their skin surface, because they live in the river, so there's rocks and tree branches and things that they're always bumping up against, so they're pink because their skin's kind of raw, and the males... <gasps> well- tend to be pinker because there's more abrasions because of all their interspecies aggression, which causes them trauma.
1: So they're one big scrape.
0: They're pretty much one giant scrape. Wow. That is. The- <laughs> so they're the color of like scar tissue, let's say.
2: Right? So like you get, like I mean, I don't know, for us, like you get a scar, it turns like pink. We are different yes. colors
0: as species. However. We're all mammals. That's true. Warm blood. And clap, clap, mammalia. <laughs> clap, clap. Right? Yeah, exactly. Taxana us. Got it.
1: That's
0: on us. So they're the largest species of river dolphin. And it's interesting because in their distribution of habitat, normally you'd expect to see a dolphin distribution range be in an ocean. But it's in land because they live in wetlands. It's kind of all over the north of Brazil. Oh. So these are
1: Amazon friends.
0: Amazonian. Yeah, the Amazon River Dolphin. Glamazon.
1: They are Glamazon.
0: You know, we're looking at Mike's iPad
2: right now. But, like, they are pretty cotton candy pink they are like they're very like like a cloud became a dolphin.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like
2: a sunsetty cloud became a dolphin. Aww. That's beautiful. But it's oh, also in pain cuz it gets pink because they because <laughs> the, so the river. The river I'm
0: gonna cut you girl. The river's just cutting them. Yeah. Aww. The floor of the river is aggressive towards this dolphin. Poor baby. They do have a melon which is the organ used for their kind of bio sonar echolocation uh, moment. Yes. On their dome, their sonar is a little different than an oceanic dolphin, because if they just let out a blip, there would be so many reflections coming back at them. So they are the grinder of dolphins. Well, I would say that all dolphins have grinder capabilities. This is maybe more of... Sorry, I'll get back on track. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. You know when you're on grinder in the city and everybody's like 100 feet away and yeah. then you go out to the country and the next nearest person is like 150 miles away? That's our
2: ocean to river yes. ratio, let's say.
0: So sure. you are kind of like the Amazon River dolphin because you're like an urban person. So you're Your okay. echolocation. You're not sending out as strong of a blip. You're sending out a gentler blip <sighs> because otherwise there would be too many reflections coming back at you.
2: Do you know, like, do they choose, like, I'm going to send out a, Point five miles
0: rather than a this today. Bloop, bloop, bloop,
1: boop, boop, boop. Oh, like they, can they adjust their range?
0: Yeah, I don't know if there's like a dolphin sonar knob that they can turn. <laughs> I don't know. They turn the gain down a little bit. Like,
1: it's their nipple.
0: Maybe. The texture of their body is robust and strong, but it's also flexible because they have to navigate these river waters. So they have special adaptations, like their cervical vertebrae are not fused, which is in oceanic dolphins, their cervical vertebrae are fused. So these river dolphins can turn their heads 90 degrees. Whoa. Oh. And they have large paddle shaped pectoral fins, which allows them exceptional maneuverability.
2: That's actually kind of messed up that they can do a 90 degree head turn. Like, that's a little like.
1: Like, like where does the head begin? Does on it a go dolphin? left to
2: right neck? <laughs> you know? Or is it like, does it kind of cock it, like, you know, like side to side?
1: Yeah, because dolphins are kind of like football players. Like, there's no neck there.
2: The scarred up, cut up pink dolphin <laughs> came out the water for air and just went. And like looked at me, and was like, "What the f? You want?" And like went back under. I would be a little terrified. Like depending on how it turned its head. Yeah, reasonable
0: reaction.
1: Scraped up, effed up dolphin. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Beautiful creature.
0: They have a long snout with teeth around the sides. It kind of looks like one of those wooden board games that you'd play at like a Cracker Barrel with the peg sticking out of the top of it. You know what I'm talking (laughs) about? It's kind of like that. It's like this long row of teeth like around the sides like this. And their snout kind of like opens and shuts sort of. I have another photograph. I have a lot of reference photos. Oh, wow. Look at
1: those chomp chomps.
0: They have heterodont dentition, which means their teeth are different shapes and lengths with different functions. I guess, as opposed to like a homodont dentition where all the teeth are the same. Okay. I guess. Heterodont Different
2: types of teeth all in the same mouth.
0: Homodont.
2: So, whether they pick up a turtle in the river, whether they, I mean, well, what do they eat out in those rivers? Yeah. Do we know?
1: Fishies?
0: Mm hmm. So they take a breath every 30 to 110 seconds. So we're going to do a quick dolphin test, you guys, oh, and see no. who's going to make the better dolphin. Oh. i We're going to tap down from three, and we're all going to hold our breath. Okay. And whoever oh, holds their breath the longest wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When yeah. you're out of air, you have to... Eh. Okay. No, you have to, you have to go... Eh. Three, two, one. <gasps> I'm just letting air out. I'm not breathing. I'm trying that, too. It's not working very well for me. I think I took too big of a breath. I'm still breathing out. I'm still breathing out as well. All <gasps> <I'm gasps> right, I'm out.
1: I can't do it anymore. I'm out. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> you gotta yeah, win I
2: Brent her. wins. I, I did not cheat. I was actually exhaling as I talked. I'm a trained musical theater performer and a singer
1: and dancing too.
2: Yeah, you get some oxygen that way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you got to build up those lungs and mm-hmm. sing and dance and do all that shit. That's...
2: <sighs> I think holding your breath, like I. I don't know how dolphins do it. Like, they're probably <laughs> used to it because they function that way. But, like, the, holding your breath can be so uncomfortable. It's
1: hard. It's, it's really, really,
2: hard. really hard. Like, I'm it makes you never, panic.
1: It, there is right? a bit of panic because I think there's some sort of survival yeah. mechanism that cuts in when we're, like, deprived of oxygen. Your body's like,
2: uh, uh, Yeah,
0: oh, oh. Yeah, oh, fight or flight, fight or flight, fight yeah. or flight. Yeah. What else about those little pink dolphins? They're typically seen in groups of one or two. They may occur in pods, but those rarely contain more than eight individual but there have been pods as big as 37 individuals, which brings me to a famous James Thurber quote. Two is company, four is a party, three is a pod. One is a wanderer. Aw. Aw. Isn't that nice? That is nice. And it's all about dolphins.
1: I relate to every bit of that.
0: They like to get frisky, and the dudes, when they're trying to show off for the lady dolphins, (laughs) they grab branches, floating vegetation, balls of (laughs) hardened clay, whatever. And they carry those around to impress the lady dolphins.
1: Oh my gosh, it's like a dog with a big stick.
0: It's just like a dog (laughs) with a big stick, but it's a dolphin. Can
1: you imagine seeing the scraped up little dolphin just carrying a big old stick through the water?
2: Turning its head 90 degrees to rip your (laughs) stick out your hand to give it to his lady. Hark, maiden, I brought you a stick from the land. (gasps)
0: yeah the guys also fight for the ladies and like i said that's why they're pinker they have significant damage to their dorsal caudal and pectoral fins as well as their blowhole
2: they must go through like really super shallow i mean obviously to get cut up by these rocks but like they must like just kind of keep traversing through the river be what it may right like they just have to get through to the next
0: deeper body of water and sure get cut up yeah well let's get cut Regarding these dolphins, breeding is seasonal, which I'm sure you can relate to, Brent.
2: Heyo. Oh. Winter is here. What did she say? Winter is something.
0: Winter's coming. coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? It works on a few levels there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Births are generally between May and June, coinciding with the flood season. So the moms and the babies stay longer than the males. This is similar to our pal's fishing owl, whereas the water would recede there'd be a less volume of water, but the same quantity of creatures. So there'd be a higher density of creature per water because there'd be less water, but more creatures. So the food would seemingly be more abundant. Hmm. So they stay in these sort of wetland areas, these flood regions for a while with the kiddos. And then once the water starts receding, they can just eat all the fish that they want because it's easier to catch them. And then they swim on when the water recedes.
2: I wonder if they ever get trapped though. Like, do they ever get trapped outside of like, you're like in a wet, land and then like it goes dry for a bit like haven't had a monsoon in a while
1: yeah
2: oh i'm sure that happens probably super
1: scraped Aww. up
2: i hope the cheetahs don't come and get them then.
1: there's no cheetahs in brazil oh so we're good jaguars though but
2: also if, if, the, if the coyote made it to manhattan <laughs> then there may be a cheetah in brazil
0: <laughs> that's another james thurber quote <laughs> kind of sounds like an off-broadway show the cheetah in brazil oh yes the gestation's probably about 11 months captive births take about four to five hours and babies are about 31 inches long, and then there's lactation for about a year. Wow. Well,
1: I guess that's similar to human babies. Yeah,
2: It's pretty yeah. similar. Yeah, except for those, because there are, there's some mothers who go much longer.
1: I think it was maybe on an episode of Wife Swap or something. There was some mom on there who was just, like, breastfeeding her
2: child at nine. Oh, yeah, I mean. Like, that, come again, on. Again, I don't, I don't want anyone to come for me, but, you know to each their own. Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey yeah,
0: whatever. Live your truth.
2: So they up uh, they lactate for up to a year they feed the baby and then do the baby stick around? Well, like, I don't
0: know. I kind of stopped really. I don't really have any more information about that. I can say that their breeding system is sort of kind of slutty a little bit. Mm-hmm. They do like a polygamy thing where like the guys will be with multiple women, but it's believed that the women will be with multiple guys or just general promiscuity. With dolphins. I knew I liked dolphins.
1: I know. They're one of the only other species that has sex for pleasure, though, right?
2: Uh Uh-huh. This is true. Yeah. This
0: I know. This is the one fact I do know about dolphins. Yeah. They
1: like getting it on. Mm -hmm. just like we do.
0: They do. I saw this video about this woman who was a zookeeper, and she had this dolphin that she was charged with, and he was feeling frisky, and so they sent him to go be with the lady dolphins at this zoo or exhibit, wherever it was, and he wasn't able to kind of get a reciprocation from the lady dolphins, so he was just generally sexually frustrated, and she became aware of this and was sensitive to it, so she would start... um, facilitating a sexual release from this dolphin. (laughs) Oh. And I think she's British. The video is hilarious because she says it very properly and she... You know the lady doth protest too much, as she's like, "It was nothing more than a physical act of well, if you do this one thing, then the animal will calm down more." So no, there was no sort of romantic connection. I would and never, no, like,
2: no, 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 no. I don't like this dolphin. I would never, <laughs> ever, ever do this for fun. Nice. Uh huh.
0: That's a complicated interspecies relationship from an ethical standpoint, yeah. certainly. Yeah. If it it's the
1: same woman I'm thinking about and have heard about on other podcasts i think the dollop is another podcast and i think they did a whole story on potentially this woman and i think there was more to the story i will say
0: look at us we're opening lines of inquiry yes we are so you know (laughs) google dolphin masturbation lady yeah dolphin lady or
1: check out our friends on the dollop very early episode in the dollop it's uh, interesting
0: i have some traditional amazon river folklore (gasps) i've been waiting At night, an Amazon River dolphin becomes a handsome young man who seduces girls, impregnates them, and then returns to the river in the morning to become a dolphin again. Similarly, the female becomes a beautiful, well-dressed, wealthy, young-looking woman she goes to the house of a married man places him under a spell to keep him quiet and takes him to a thatched hut and visits him every year on the same night she seduced him on the seventh night of visiting she changes the man into a female baby or male and soon transforms it into his own wife's womb on the seventh night of visiting she changes the man into a female baby or male and soon transfers it to his own wife's womb that doesn't make any sense
2: this is a very complicated amazon fairy tale
0: Yeah, it's said to be the cycle of a baby, and it's been suggested that it's arisen partially because dolphin genitalia bear a resemblance to human genitals. Work. Others believe the myth served, and still serves, this way of hiding incestuous relations, which are quite common in these small, isolated communities. Or maybe just a way to avoid the romance being like, oh, it wasn't Frank that came over last night, it was my dolphin
2: lover. Richard.
0: Dick. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
2: Wow. Isn't that fun? Very
1: ins- I was going to say, is this some sort of means of explaining a cultural practice?
2: Baby, come on. Hey, the dolphins do it too. Come on, babe. Come on. Yeah, oh, what yeah. A big deal. It's not a big deal. So what? Exactly. Come on.
1: Explaining some sort of like stranger in the night taking advantage of somebody. I don't know. Hmm. No casting aspersions well, in this case because I just, I don't know culturally what their, you know, values are.
2: This is also in just, Brazil, right? We oui. Brazil. But, <laughs> it's the wrong language. I see what you did there. If there's something I know of the Brazilian men, they can be just like the dolphin, let's say. <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
0: I think that it's fair to say that... That are i very, very Yeah. I feel like the Brazilians are a sexual people.
2: Absolutely. Can't trust a Brazilian as far as you can throw a pink-nosed dolphin. <laughs> Period.
0: Well, it feels like the perfect time for us to take a break. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Cheetahs and dolphins. Oh, my. Oh, my. Are you a robin or other thrush? Do you enjoy eating worms?
1: Do you sometimes acquire so many worms you don't know what to do with them?
0: Are you looking to save some of your worm abundance for a time when you're not feeling up to worm hunting?
2: (laughs) Well, then Brand Clubby has a solution for you you should consider.
1: Worm cans! The new worm storage system from Brand Clubby is what you need.
0: Wormcans Cans keeps your worm abundance centralized in a fashionable cylinder for later use. Worm Cans come preloaded with nutrient-rich topsoil, so your worms will be even
2: more packed with nutrients after only 12 hours in Worm Cans.
1: Brand Clubby also offers the artisanal Annalid Attaché, featuring organic and rare worms.
0: I give an annelid attache to my boss every holiday season. It's a gift that really shows my refined sensibility. <laughs> and how.
1: Use code SQUIRM15 to save 15% at checkout.
0: All right, everybody. Welcome to the listener feedback. It's
1: dark in here.
0: Oh, it smells like oats and grains or something in here. Dwayne from Dallas
2: asks... Is flying worth the trouble?
1: Dwayne, what kind of question is that? Of course it is. Flying's awesome.
2: Yeah, flying is like the number one superpower, I I would say.
1: Like when we're in our dreams, that's where we get to fly. Yeah. So I would say, fuck yes.
0: I feel like this is a little bit of a no-brainer, but I just have to play devil's advocate here. (laughs) Under what circumstances is flying bad? I guess it's bad if you fly into something. It's bad if you're an insect or a small bird flying and you are snatched out mid-flight by some sort of raptor. Sure. Truth. But I feel like there's are generally less threats to one when in the air, than when living on the ground. That's actually very true. As long as you're aware of it.
2: So if you're like a, you know, if you're Superman, you can fly around. You're probably pretty good at it. But if you are of a species, as like you saying species, <laughs> on Animal Fan Club for two seconds. If you're a species, male. <laughs> yeah, you know so much. I learned so much today. If you're a certain species that may not be as intelligent, let's say you might get caught in a propeller. Who knows? That would be unfortunate.
1: That would not be worth the trouble.
0: Trey, Unfortunique. See.
1: But I say, given that talent. I think it is your duty to use it and to love
0: it. Birds, do you think they get real tired?
2: Like, an eagle, like, lands and it's like, oh, shit. Like, that was, ooh, my, my right that rotator cuff is. That was a lot of is, trouble. Yeah, that's that was a lot of trouble. I mean, I can see where, you know, if we could actually communicate to pigeons, would they say, yeah, flying sucks? I don't
1: well, I mean, pigeons, I think, do spend a lot of time grounded. Just That's true. Clip-clopping around on their oh. wizards.
2: That wasn't a good one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh.
2: There we go.
1: It's worth the trouble in the sense that you can just, if something's coming at you on the ground, you can just flutter away. Yeah. That's...
2: Like, your ex comes up to you on the street, <laughs> you just fly. You're just gone.
1: Fly. It's so true.
2: I don't
0: see the trouble.
1: I don't see any trouble at all.
0: Yeah, this feels like a pretty easy answer. Dwayne from Dallas. Flying is worth the trouble. A yeah. fish position. Ding, yes. ding, 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 Boom, boom, boom. Gavel sounded.
1: Justine from New York asks, have you ever seen a horse in the dark? And the answer, from I mean, for me is no. This was a real life question that I encountered in the wild. We're talking about horses. Said Justine was freaked out by horses. She said, have you ever seen a horse in the dark? I said no but apparently I guess she has and I guess it's scary
2: I I don't know I mean yes it's a beast I mean horses are beasts if you're not around like a normal size let's say or like a smaller horse like if you were just walking around the yard and you didn't expect a horse to be there I would be a little that
1: would be scary (gasps) wow what, do their eyes, like, glow in the dark or something? Or, like, why is a horse particularly scary in the dark, other than, like, their size?
0: I think that's why. I think it's their glowing eyes and their size. I think you named the two scary things.
1: They have glowing eyes? Well, like,
0: any creature eyes in yeah. the dark would reflect light. Like a dog in the headlamps, you know? Yeah. Or a deer in the headlights.
1: Sure. Well, kitty cats have that, like, weird thing oh, yeah. that they can do where their eyes are glowing. For sure. It's
2: so weird. I mean, horses are also like, they're kind of spooky in their own right. You know, yeah. like they have to be like wrangled and you really have to like rein them in and like to ride them and whatever. Tame like they're, them. yeah, to tame them. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Taming them is like a real thing. And you have to like, you have to be the boss of them or else right. they will walk all over you and kick you over. Yeah. Clip-clop. So clip clop. I would be scared.
1: Okay. Okay. All right, I stand corrupted. This Justine, we hear you. So you I guess stand
2: corrupted.
1: Yeah. I mean, to read into your question a little bit, is it scary to see a horse in the dark? The fish position would be, yeah,
2: for
0: sure. Hell yeah, I agree. Ding
1: ding ding ding, ding 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 ding. Yeah.
0: So we have one of our favorites, a mate pair feed upon. This one's from Terrence in Tulsa. Thank you, Terrence. Emu, newt, and beluga whale.
1: Whoa, Whoa, this is a good
0: combo. I didn't know my life was going to be perfect today. I think that in terms of feeding upon, I feel like the newt would be the easiest little quick snack to deal with. I feel like the emu has a lot of feathers. I don't really want to deal with that in my preparation. And the beluga whale would be hearty, but I feel like it's a lot of material to store. I mean, you're going to be eating that for... The rest
2: of your life, probably. Well,
1: depending on your situation, that could be a good thing. I mean, yeah. to the indigenous populations of you know the northern coastal areas, yeah. they very much feed upon that beluga whale.
0: That's true. I guess I can only speak to my experience. Now. Right. Sure. Sure. It just seems like that much blubber is a responsibility. Who has
2: the longest lifespan? Probably the beluga whale.
0: Probably. Yeah, I would say between the whale and the emu, certainly not the newt would be my guess.
2: I would pair with the whale because he's going to be around. Sure. He or she is going to be around. Or non-gender conforming (laughs) whale. They. They're going to be around. I think I might have to say, let's, let's fry the newt up and eat it because uh-huh. like we singe it over a grill, it's fine, calamari style. or something. just like, sure. psh, flash fry it, eat I it, it not a big delicious. deal. And I think I would the emu. Emo, you would mate probably, with the emu? Probably, because it's probably like crazy. It's I know, I bet. It's that long neck. I don't know, I that feel very uncomfortable ask, like answering this question, but no, I guess have to. No, you gotta you get to. into it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've, I've chosen to mate with a lot of creatures because I just want to know how it works. Boom. So, oh gosh, I might, you know, go along the same lines. But I want to say maybe mating with the beluga whale could be fun because we're probably the most closely related in terms of our anatomy because we're both the mammals.
2: I don't want to bring up the elephant in the room, but, like, that beluga whale's packing.
1: Hey.
0: What are you going to do with all that?
1: You don't know my inside.
0: Oh, my. (laughs) I got some poppers right here. (laughs) Ah! Oh. I think that a long-term caring situation with the emu might grow boring i feel like we would run out of things to talk about i feel squawk like they about. frequent squawk <gasps> <I'll laughs> you. we would run out of things to squawk about <laughs> oh my God. also just communication would be an issue because the emu has a tendency to bury its head in it, the sand right or is that just that's the, the ostrich, ostrich. that's oh. an
2: ostrich thing yeah i don't know anything about that like, well the emus are when? from
0: australia yes. i feel like australians are prickly yeah. Be. As somebody who's made coffee for people from around the world, I feel like Australians are always. The They're ones.
1: prickly about their coffee, I know that.
0: They have a certain swagger and demand about them. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm on the mate with the emu, pair with the beluga whale. Feed upon the nuke. I think I was the same exact.
1: You know, just to stir things up a bit. I'm gonna mate with that whale. Oh my Hi. I think I'm gonna eat the emu. Nice. It probably tastes like chicken.
0: It sounds actually that sounds delicious. I bet people eat emu. You can get emu burgers at, like, restaurants here. Bear right. burger? Yeah, like bear burger. Oh,
2: bear burger, yeah. They had, like, the bison and, the, yeah. and maybe the emu, too. I think they know. do
0: some sort of large bird, yeah. I might go home and order some bear
2: burger tonight. Get them as a sponsor. Oh,
0: we would love to. Yeah, if you work for Bear Burger, email us at animalfanclubpod at gmail dot
2: do a whole special on bears or something, or, like, the, or like ingredients, the bison or the whatever. I'd sure. be very
0: much into a special on bears.
1: i bet you would
0: this episode is going south
1: (laughs) for the winter
0: so Um, we're a house divided then brent and i are going to mate with the emu pair with the beluga whale and feed upon the nude and you're gonna mate with the beluga whale pair with the emu and
1: no i'm gonna eat the emu i'm gonna pair with the nude
0: you know
2: what i i i'm on the fence now because now like if you just have to pair with it, like it's like a little new, you just like hang out with it. Like yeah, the whales, I mean, we're
1: like we don't have to talk much. I'm okay with that.
0: You know, also, so like, let me that watch Also, like my baby can take me
2: out like on the ocean someday, like go sure. ride some waves and stuff. That's
0: fun. Yeah, 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 I stick to it. I'm sticking to what I'm sticking to. Ding, ding, <laughs> ding, ding, ding.
2: ding. <laughs> beow, 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 beow.
0: Send in your questions and your sponsorship opportunities to Pod at gmail.com. All right. Well, that wraps up this week's meeting. Uh, Thanks, Brent, for coming out to the Dalmatian Station.
1: Brent, you're such a peach. You're such a Jessica Peaches (laughs) Lang to have in the clubhouse.
0: (laughs) How
2: dare you call my kitty out on air, my little kitty. Uh, Listen, I will say it and say it again and again. I am your number one fanimal of your uh, animal (laughs) animal podcast, Uh, and I'm happy to be here. So thank you for talking about my cheetahs and dolphins because I had no idea. Of course. Yes. What a treat for me. So Mom thank you. Please, you're.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and thank you for, you know, contributing your height and your animal wellness and, you know, positive energy. I don't know a lot about animals, but I do know I love them.
1: That's all that it takes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So how do people find you on the internet? You can find me
2: on Instagram at Brent Huser. That's at B-R-E-N-T-H-E-U-S-E-R for my like normal day-to-day content, all the crazy things I'm up to. Uh, But you can also follow at Brent Pumpkins, B-R-E-N-T, Pumpkins, for all things Halloween jack-o'-lantern art. Uh, And yeah, that's where you can find me. Love it. Great.
0: Yay! Animal Fan Club is created and produced by us Meredith Jergens and Mike Luno We also create all our Original music and sonic experiences
1: Send us your listener feedback Questions to AnimalFanClubPod at gmail.com
0: Follow us on Instagram At AnimalFanClubPod At Meredith Juergens And at Mike underscore Luno
1: And don't forget to rate and review our podcast On your favorite app That really helps us out
0: Thanks for listening to our show. We hope it makes your heart and spirit glow. We'll be here next week for another meeting of the Animal Fan Club.